Blog Talk Radio. Selfishness. 
And many of you hopefully know Christ or of him, and you know that his life is very ministry, his very existence is all about selflessness and revealing our self-centered or selfish motives that demonstrate um, any acts of selfishness that's in our lives. And many aren't even aware of their selfish uh, nature. They're not even aware um, that they live a life that demonstrates to others their selfish nature. And it's connected to pride, whether you know it or not. And so many people uh, have lived their life, their whole life, to be honest, about some people call it me, myself, and I. But I'm going to let you know it's even worse than that. It's not about me, myself, and I as much as it is about who you're really allowing to lead you and who you're really allowing to guide your life. And so the devil, let's just get right down to it. Let's get the elephant in the room. He wants people to operate in selfishness because as they operate in selfishness, they're emulating him. They're not being Christ-like, but they're being Satan-like. And it's very important that you understand you're going to emulate one of them. So on today, when you look in the mirror, Are you seeing God, Christ-like God, or are you seeing the devil? I'm not talking about one or two things that you may have done that appeared to be about God, that appeared to be about uh, your desire to do for others, but In the long run, what was it really about? So I'm going to ask Minister Sylvia if she's willing to share with us something that she had been working on for a minute, and it happened last night. Minister Sylvia, can you share the audience some of the things that you had to do in order to... um, basically um, do what you did for the event that happened on last night. Are you willing to share that? Of course. Um, Back in 
August, I began to think about um, Stan was going to make 70 years old this year. And um, our son was going to make 27 years old this December. Um, Stan's birthday is December 5th, and our son's birthday is December 7th. So I decided to give him a surprise birthday party, and um, I was, was talking about it with my son, and I said, you know what? Let's celebrate your dad this December. I said, let's just go on and give him a surprise party. I said, because your dad has never had a birthday party, especially he's never had a surprise party. I said, now, he done went out for his birth. Nobody has ever made a big deal over him. I said, let's do it. So he said, okay, Ma, I'll help you do it. So I began to smile and laugh, and I said, Lord, He's going to love this. I said, I'm going to get him. And I started praying and asking God to help me keep it a secret and not let him know that he's going to be celebrated. So I prayed about it, and I asked God to just help me with telling the people that I want to give him a birthday party, but I don't want him to know I'm giving him a birthday party. And as I prayed and God directed me with how to do it, I told my son, I said, let's um, make sure we don't tell him. I said, we got to order stuff. We got to make sure that um, he don't see that we're ordering stuff and eat. We got to make sure it's going to be kept a secret. So he didn't see us order nothing. But boxes was constantly coming to the house and bags was coming to the house. And he was constantly saying, Yeah, I'm ordering all this stuff. People see all this stuff coming to the house. What are we doing about just keep ordering stuff? So I'm laughing because it was. It's, it was such a great honor to do it. And we told him, don't worry about it. One of my boxes come to the house. We're going to keep everything quiet. We're going to slow everything down. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And um, just the fact that I had to keep this thing a secret and have his son help me keep it a secret was a, a miracle. Because while his son was thinking that as we put a party together for his dad, he didn't realize that I had included him in the party, and I had to speak it to his siblings, telling him, telling them, don't tell your brother that um, he's going to be included in the party. Don't tell him, but y'all got to help me get his friends here, so... To, um, as we would say, go behind their back to uh, get to notify people that Stanley's uh, friends needed to come and Big Stan's uh, friends and family needed to come. It was so amazing because the people that I was able to get in touch with and um, 
invite to the party, the celebration, brother, they showed up. And to get um, stand to the, the place was amazing because his uh, his mind was working. He said he knew that something was going on. So, story short, just to be able to celebrate this man and see his face coming through the door and to see how God had blessed what nobody told. Now, this took from September, we'll just say August, to December to pull off and him not know. And uh, the people to come and for him to see, and he could not believe that somebody had actually pulled something off without him knowing. And he takes pride in thinking he can, in other words, how we say control the weather. But the fact was that God had helped me to surprise the person that literally he cried. I'm, I'm just trying to just tell the the, the uh, best part about it. And he gave God the praise. He gave God the glory and the honor because all night he kept saying, "You you got me. You really got me. Yeah. Nobody has ever celebrated me." He said, I never had a birthday party. I've never had a birthday party, especially a surprise party. He said, but I've never had a birthday party. And I said all that to say, no matter how old you get, you never get so old that God cannot come and surprise you with a blessing of something that you never had. Because that man, he literally cried to just see him walk around and try to make sure everybody was okay instead of letting people make sure he was okay. He was just so happy to just see the different people. I thank God for um, my sister, uh, Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, and I thank God for Cinnamon, and I thank God for my niece, Monique, and um, I thank God for Tutu, LaVita Rice. I um, thank God for everybody that came because you know how people say they'll come and help you, but they didn't. But I thank God that I had my sisters to step up and help me help decorate the place and put the place in a presentable order that um, it was just awesome. I mean, I just thank God for the way everything happened to help me put this party together, the celebration. And when I asked him to not let people open their mouth and tell them they didn't, because one of the guests told me, he said, I was just talking to him last week. He said, I just sit there knowing that I'm going to help surprise you. He said, I had to tell him, man, I'm, I got to go, I got to go, I got to take care of something. He said, because I didn't want to tell. He said, I'm so glad I didn't tell. Just to see how this man was blessed because I prayed before 
I made a movement. I prayed and honored God and and talked to God, giving God my desire of how to honor someone, how to bless someone. And it was just amazing that God showed up and showed out to make somebody happy. So that, that's it, Apostle. I, I can't put it in no other words. That's it. Okay, thank you. So you all heard Minister Sylvia's testimony, and um, Minister Stanley isn't available. And so I'm going to highlight the fact that Stanley Jr. did the things that he did in a selfless manner to not only be a blessing to his father, but to be a help to his mother. And on last night, um, one of the young ladies that was helping decorate had said to one of our pastor friends, um, you blessed me. You uh, was helping me out, and then you left me. And so... I'm calling that out because even when things are being done in a selfless way, the enemy will try to creep in. And so I saw the way she was looking at the gentleman and me being very protective of him, not knowing, you know, Minister Sylvia has been very protective of me all my life. I realize how protective I am of him. So I called the young lady over, um, and I said, are you married? She said, yes. I said, okay, thank you, because I'm very protective of him, and um, I just needed to know if you were uh, uh, married or not. And then I turned around to him, and I said to him, and I said, you know how protective I am of you. I said, so if she's married, the way she's lusting after you, I said, she needs to turn that down and turn it off. And he looked at me and he said, oh, and he laughed. And I was like, um, and then I turned around to her and I said, I said, thank you very much. She said, yeah, I've been married for 16 years. And so I said all of that to say that even in the midst of someone being blessed, the enemy will try to creep in and to pervert stuff. But see, there's a test of your true self. So that's what this message is about today, of your true self. And so I turned around to the man again, and I said to him, uh, no, she's not just being nice. I said, she has a spirit of lust after you, and I needed to get it. And he looked at me. Because, see, when you know what you know, what you know, God will give you a spirit of discernment to see the enemy and to see him far off. And so by the course of the end of the night, of course, I was tested to see, okay, do Cecilia, do you really love me? I think you heard Jesus say that to uh, Peter. Do you really love me? And I said to God on last night and this morning, 
I said, not only do I still love you, I still choose you. I said, me being nice to a person and me, um, you know, letting them know, oh, I still love you, I always love you, you know, that hasn't gone anywhere. The one thing I didn't tell them was something I couldn't tell them years ago is because I didn't love God the way I love him now. And so even in the midst of what's going on, you need to know there will be a test of your true self. So when that true self is being tested, will God reveal to you your selflessness, your self-centeredness, or your selfishness? I don't know. It's whatever God needs to do to keep your focus on him. And so I had wrote on Facebook about two days ago, my peace, love, happiness, joy, blessings, protection, trust in God, manifested God-given promises, and more are all in and because of my Father, Daddy God. And it is all good because it's all God. And then... God allowed me to go and see this movie called The Shift. And I wrote on Facebook once again, greetings. When I went to see a specific movie last night, it was all grounded in our, and in this case I'm going to say my, ability to be selfish or selfless. And many of us are operating in selfishness because we have yet to learn what it really means to consider others' needs and desires, especially when we have the power and authority to put others before ourselves, like Jesus did during his entire time here. And I said, Father God, please lead me and help me to emulate Jesus' example of selflessness and help me to love making others priority even when it conflicts with my own selfish desires. So Minister Sylvia shared a testimony about how God placed on her heart a selfless act. You had a birthday in October. But now, Stan and Stanley have a birthday coming up in December. Will you make it all about you or you make it all about somebody else? Now, God still blessed her during the month of October where she got to celebrate the whole month. But at the same time while she was celebrating the whole month, as she said, she had started this August, September, she was still preparing for December, because remember, it was done last night. So that means that it was done at the beginning of the month. So not only was she celebrating herself in October and celebrating me in November, her test of her true self was to be shown in December. So selfishness is being concerned excessively or exclusively for one's own advantage, 
one's own pleasure, one's own welfare, regardless of others. Selfishness is the opposite of selflessness and has been um, talked about even by C.S. Lewis as calling it self-centeredness. See, selflessness is the concern when you have concern more for the needs and the wishes of others more than for your own. Minister Shelby said that um, Sam had never had a surprise birthday party in the 70 years that he's been here. Don't know. Did um, Stanley never have a surprise birthday party? Well, I'll tell you one thing I know he hadn't had. He hadn't had the opportunity to set up a, a surprise birthday party for his father that also ended up being for him because of his selflessness and supporting his mom to do something for his dad. Now, God um, does not necessarily need to test our selfishness or selflessness when we don't have the power to make a difference. But what about when we have the power and the authority to impact and influence others and nations? and uh, family members, friends, or associates. That's when it really matters. What will you do when your family or the people you say you love mm, I didn't say the people you show your love, but the people that you say you love don't want or do want something else, but it conflicts with what you want to do. Mm. Now that's the real test, because now you have the power to pick what you want or to pick what others want. Well, the movie The Shift was just that. It was It's a movie that talks about our ability to show who's leading us. Is it God? Will our Christ-like quality show up to show people that we put others before ourselves? Or will it be the devil? What version will people see? What version of you will people remember? The selfish, self-centered version? or the selfless version of you. See, God is a forgiving God, but people, they're going to remember what you did or did not show them. See, God knows what's in our heart. I had on a hat last night that said, God knows my heart. But see, people don't know your heart. They're not just listening to what you're saying. They're looking at what you're doing. Oftentimes we say that love is an action word, and that's real. 
see in the movie the shift it's going to show you the version of you that people are remembering see if you're saying well I don't know what it means or what it looks like to be selfish well some signs that a person is selfish is they have no regard for how their behavior and the things that they do excuse me impacts others Another thing, they consistently, not usually, you know, periodically, they consistently act in ways that support their own self-interest, that meets their needs. Talking about consistency, um, Minister Sylvia had mentioned how um, Cheryl was there to assist last night. Well, Cheryl has said to me, why every time I would mention a certain person, I would call them fine. And I told her, I said, I'm consistent. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, you are. And then I said to the person, I said, every time I mention you, all of the years that you've known me, I said, have I consistently called you fine? He said, yeah, you've consistently done that. I said, so when you're consistent, people notice. That's why Cheryl wanted to know. Why you can't just say his name? Why you always have to say he's fine? I said, because I consistently call him what he is. He's fine. I said, I'm consistent, right? So just as consistent as she noticed I was, because obviously it must have been getting on her nerves or she was like, oh, whatever. And as consistent as he noticed that I was, how consistent is the revelation and the revealing of our true self to others? Because, see, if you're selfish, you're going to consistently show people that you don't have any empathy when they're suffering. You don't have any remorse when you hurt them. You're always trying to manipulate things. You're always trying to use various strategies and tactics to get what you want. You're always asking for a favor but never paying it back. You're always being unkind or your kindness comes to the price. Ah, you're never giving back to others. You always feel entitled to get what you want, even when it means pushing others down. See, self-centeredness is similar to selfishness, but the two concepts have a slight difference. Because, see, people that are selfish often knowingly behave in ways that hurt other people and benefit them. And yet people that are self-centered overly focus on themselves. That's why it's called self-centeredness. They're always preoccupied with them, their 
affairs. They're this, they're that. See, someone that is self-centered is so absorbed with the thoughts of themselves that they never even give a second thought to how what they do or say impacts others. And they have no remorse about how it does. So see, selfishness and self-centeredness are difficult to tell the difference between them. But you can be selfish and not be absorbed, at least too absorbed with yourself. Because see, a selfish person may feel overwhelmed and even frustrated when they intentionally or unintentionally hurt somebody. Still, the act is all about them. Question. Are you always focused on you? Do you always think they hating on you? Do you always think somebody's paying attention to you? You, 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 you. Is it all about you, whether it's intentional or not? Does everybody got to turn around when you enter the room because it's all about you? You may not be self-centered, but in many ways you may be selfish. And so although the self-interest is something that the world helps us with because the world wants us to say, I'm just saying. The world wants us to disconnect with people that correct us, bring out our errors, even when they're doing it in love. And some of them are going to call it church hurt. Some of them are going to call it they hating on me. I have not in all of the days that I've been here seen so many people talking about people hate them and nobody's even paying them any attention. So if we're going to focus or be consistent, center on anything, Let it be being Christ-like. Let it be being the gift that God has called us to be. Let's teach our children that they are fine. They are beautiful. But it's because they're the handiwork of God. Let's teach them that they're special and that they're God's chosen because they are the handiwork of God. 1 Corinthians 10 and 24 says, No one should seek their own good, but the good of the others. 1 Peter 3 and 8 says, Finally, of all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 15 says, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Are you your brother's keeper? Oh, yes, you are to be. Galatians 5 and 14 says, 
for their entire lives fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. See, when we put others before ourselves, we're saying, God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you for allowing Jesus to die on the cross as a selfless act of his love and your love for us, God. Thank you, God, that I'm not walking in any envy or jealousy or covetousness or self-ambition or evil in every evil practice that has the nerve and audacity to think it's all about me. Because see, Philippians, the second chapter, verses 3, 4, and 13 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. For it is God who works in you and will and to act in order to fulfill his good pleasure. See, Proverbs even talks about that unfriendly person that pursues selfish ends against all good judgment, even when it starts quarrels. The word reminds us about um, things that lead to um, things where we get a reward, but it's not the eternal reward. Some of the selfish things and statutes that we support are going to be temporal blessings that are going to give us an eternal existence in hell. So is this selfishness really worth it? Because see, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Many times when people talk about the offering of your bodies as a living sacrifice, they're talking about sexual sin. But I want you to know when you offer your body, that includes your mind, your heart, and everything, you'll be able to give someone a surprise birthday party while you're yet enjoying the things that are being given to you. Because the more God blesses you, the more you want to bless somebody. The more God wakes you up in the morning, the more you want to bless somebody. The more God shows you that there's no greater love that you'll ever have than the love that Jesus shared with us when he laid down his life for us, you'll want to bless somebody else. You'll know that the 
the, the riches in this life are not in arrogance and wealth and, and, and things here and there, but it's the hope in God. It's the enjoyment of God. It's the richness in knowing the good deeds and the generosity and your willingness to share because you don't want to store things up in this world that's not going to do you any good in heaven. See, the mansions and things that we have uh, set aside for us in heaven are because of the selflessness of the God we serve. It's because of the love of the God we serve. It's because of the faithfulness of the God we serve. It's because of the consistency of the God we serve. It's because of the goodness of the God we serve. It's because of the godliness of the God we serve. It's because of the infection, infection of God and his love. So even in our conversation, it won't be about how somebody is hating on us, but it'll be about how God, compassion, forgiveness, and mercy is with us because he said he'll never leave us or forsake us. And the true test of yourself is going to reveal to you that you are an intercessor because you love praying for others. You are Christ-like because you want to be a blessing to others. And you have the balance in life to where you're not just giving, giving, giving and being taken advantage of by others, but God blesses you so that you can bless others. God puts it in your hands because he knows you're going to bless others. So if you haven't heard anything else from today, I pray that you heard that God is going to reveal the true test of who you are, your true self. And as he reveals it to you, if you don't like what you see, work with God so that you can tell him to decrease you and increase him in your life. So that you can ask him to help you to be more Christ-like instead of Satan-like. So that you can ask him and tell him that you want to be a manifestation of Jesus Christ, his goodness, his self-control, his love, his affection, his peace that surpasses all understanding. For this world is full of bitterness and rage, anger and brawling and sound, slander and even malice. But God, teach us how to be so full of your kindness and so full of your forgiveness and so full of your compassion, and so full of your forgiveness that all we want to do is some people say that when a mosquito bites them, they, uh, the mosquito will walk away um, singing hallelujah. Mm-mm. Allow us to be so much like you that when we look in the mirror, natural and spiritual, we see you. Because it's not about a mosquito or insect singing hallelujah. It's about us standing before you and you saying, come on in. 
my good and faithful servant. And in the latest request, you've lived your 120 years on earth in the full manifestation of being Christ-like. I turn the program over to you, Minister Sylvia. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Is this okay, Apostle? I would like to add something. Just the fact that um, God had allowed me to include my son into the celebration that he honestly didn't know that he was being celebrated and to see the look on both of their faces. My son had been experienced and he had the knowledge of knowing what a surprise party felt like. But to just see him stand there with his uh, siblings, to see his uh, oldest brother come in from Atlanta to help celebrate his father as well as him, and to see how his father was so excited that somebody literally thought of him, to see his father fight back tears of joy and happiness, to just see how God blessed when the enemy was trying to tell him, oh, she's going to celebrate your dad, but your birthday is coming up too. But he never said anything but just the fact that God God said if you praise him openly, and he'll bless you. He'll bless you secretly. He'll bless you openly. He'll, he'll bless you before men where you won't even know that God is blessing you until you become blessed. I'm hoping you understand what I mean by that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but just the fact that God had brought out people to celebrate. When he got home and he opened his gifts, and the first gift he he opened was something that Apostle Elect gave him, I sat there and watched this man almost cry and say, I love this. She had to sit down and, and put this thing together because he loved it. I, I don't mean to give her his testimony, but I just wanted her to know that when he looked at what she did for him, he knew the time and the effort that she had to put in to do that for him and just to to see how God allowed me to be a blessing to someone because God was showing them that if you keep him first, you keep him up front and foremost, first in your heart, he's willing, he wants to bless you even more than you can ever ask or think. When his words say that, his word means that when you think that God is not thinking about you, God is always blessing you, whether he's blessing you through somebody, with somebody, and bringing people together to show you that he is God, and he will give you your heart's desire. I thank God for knowing that he had blessed us to come together to do it. No accident, traveling mercies, bringing us in from other states, bringing people in. Clee came from Indiana. It may sound like it doesn't mean a lot, but this man is a, a kidney patient. He drove in to celebrate. So when you think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, your soul truly does cry out, thank you, Lord, for blessing. Thank you, Lord, for being a blessing. God, I just thank you for 
the opportunity to to show your marvelous work that I was able to get a hold of Stan's family and bring them in. He never talks about his family. He never really sees or participates in his family. But just to see how his family rushed together to come and bless him, rushed together to come and meet their cousins, his son, our son, children, to to see how our oldest daughter just the I'm just so in, in awe at what God did. Not knowing, not saying I don't know what God to do, but just knowing that God had allowed the children that He desired to know Him more and more, more personally, come together and see His blessings. I just I'm I'm just in awe, God. That's that's all I can say concerning that. But thank you all for joining in on our program. Um, our motto stands so true. It's more so true. It's more so in my heart today than before. I was going to cry just to know that if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, but seek ye first the righteousness. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. But seek ye first God. God will bless you. Our motto for our program is, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. I can't even get it out. I'm so overwhelmed. With joy, with happiness. To just know that God is just that awesome. Where you can live to see his word come true. You would know, but if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all these things shall be added unto you just to know that. Just to see God bring his word true. Things <coughs> be before you, before the believer, before the non believer, before those that say, Yes, I believe in God, but to just see God's work at hand. Just to see it, just so people can say, I bless you, I see you. We we had it in a place where there's no smoking in the building, there's no alcohol in the building. You can't even bring alcohol in. And just the fact that the family and friends and came together and, and enjoyed not looking for something to drink, not complaining, but we had plenty of pop, plenty of water. We had the food. We had more than enough. I thank God for Tutu. That girl cooked on last night, and um, Angie, a.k.a. Hot Sauce, they cooked on last night. They made up such a blessing for God to pour out his spirit on us, for people to see what God has done. I thank God for our DJ to the photographer, I thank God for everything that happened last night and the way that it went down. No problems, no mishaps, no nothing. I thank God for that. But I thank you all for joining us on today, this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron with our very own Apostle Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, I just I'm so uh, amazed at the apostle how she just 
has been a blessing through this whole situation, helping me out and just being there uh, praying for us, praying with us, praying over the service. I just thank God for that. If you all come back uh, Monday night tomorrow, it's the first Monday of the month. Dr. Serena Wright will be our speaker at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you come back on Wednesday for Wisdom Wednesday, you will hear what God has put on my heart um, at 4 p.m. on Facebook Live. We will be having the uh, podcast. If you come back on Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hear what God has put on my heart to speak with um, his people to let them know what thus said the Lord. We just want to say again, we thank you all. We thank you, God, for letting the people see your word come to pass. Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. We want to say keep praying for Minister Margot. Keep praying for Pastor Troy, Prophet Antoine, Apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Dr. Serena Wright, Mother Tony, Minister uh, Ron of the Montgomery, um, the Elder Lon Seabury. We just want to say keep this ministry, Smile through ER, Sharpening Iron, and myself and my household, Sylvia Kaiser, in your prayers. Keep praying for Minister Brandon. Call his name out. Ask God to pour out a spirit on Brandon of blessing. Pour out a spirit on Brandon of desire. Pour out a spirit on Brandon of smile three E, iron sharpening iron, what part it plays in his life. Just ask God to bless Minister Brandon, his household, and his twins and his new son. We just thank God for his many miracles. Pour out a blessing on our nephew Juan Harris and his son and his daughters and his wife. We just ask God to just bless our family, LaVon and Carlton Merritt, Tisha Wanda, Kaiser and their children. We ask God to pour out a blessing and we ask him to pour out mercy and miracles on our family. Thank you all so much in Jesus' name. We pray these things and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It's back to you, Apostle. 